It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, that was brutal. That was embarrassing. There are some people in this world that find the positive in anything. And I have the utmost respect for those individuals, provided they're still living in reality. And I did find some positives from this game tonight. A very ugly game that the Golden State Warriors lost, 133-118. It wasn't that close, by the way. And I discovered some undeniable truths. I'm going to share it with you next. I don't know if it's going to result in anything long-term for the Warriors because it's going to be a lot of the same, but I just don't think there's any doubt in my mind anymore about a couple things that are plaguing this Golden State Warriors team. They cannot be losing games at home to a team like the Toronto Raptors if they want to be taken seriously. Folks, fans at Chase Center were booing this team tonight for good reason. We'll break it down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Easily the best place to go to find tickets. If you want to find me on social media, I'm on threads. You can follow me there at Dog Wild. And it just occurred to me the graphic that is showing on my screen is not correct. Is that what happened last show too? Jeez, Louise. Um, I got to fix that. Anyways. I guess I'll just hide it for today. Folks, that was ugly. There was just no disputing that that was one of the worst games in recent memory in terms of Golden State Warriors lore. And uh, the Warriors fall two games below 500 once again. Steve Kerr started this game with a starting lineup that I actually was clamoring for for a long time. It was a starting lineup that had both Andrew Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga playing together. In my humble opinion, the only way Andrew Wiggins is going to salvage his career, his time with the Golden State Warriors, is to make it work with Jonathan Kaminga. So the team has two long athletic players out there that defensively can handle almost anyone. Um, offensively, Andrew Wiggins until this season was a somewhat consistent, somewhat reliable outside shooter. Jonathan Kaminga last year was shot nearly 38% from three this season. It's a bit lower. His three point shooting remains inconsistent and there's no disputing. That's the one blemish on his game. Otherwise, I think Jonathan Kaminga is absolutely fantastic this year, but the three point shooting is a problem. And he's only shooting 27.7%. Andrew Wiggins only shooting 30.3%. Unfortunately, that starting lineup did not work. The Warriors uh, got off to a horrible start. They were down 24-12 to 12 in this game before uh, Steve Kerr, in typical fashion, has patience for his veterans that he's won with. 
even though all the evidence points to most of these veterans being on the decline of their careers. But when it comes to something new, and especially if it involves anything with Jonathan Kaminga or Moses Moody, he has the patience of a six-month-old baby. And he pulled a, he, he completely gave up on that lineup fast. I don't blame him for that at all. But the Golden State Warriors never, uh, never uh, recovered. And why don't we start with uh, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, talking about that decision to go with Wiggins and Jonathan Kaminga in the starting lineup. Again, I didn't mind it because if you're going to keep Wiggins on this team, which I no longer think they they should. I, I, I'm officially at a point now where Wiggins has to either be benched and if you can trade him, trade him. He serves no purpose anymore for this team. And tonight was that certainty in terms of one of the two things I have now learned about this Golden State Warriors team. Andrew Wiggins, who was the second best player on this Warriors team when they won a world championship less than two years ago, is now unplayable. Now, the great news is the Warriors can overcome that if this excuse, poor excuse, I might add, of a head coach would actually learn that fact. But he still keeps playing Wiggins out there. I don't know how much longer he's going to keep doing this, but it's not helping this team. Let's hear what his excuse was for and his 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 thoughts on the Kamingo Wiggins pairing, uh, which in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is a failure. And it's not necessarily the pairing; it's Andrew Wiggins who is the failure. He's I don't know what happened, but he is not a good NBA player anymore. Here's Kerr. You started Kaminga and Wiggins together, but then moved away from that combination in the second half. So what was the decision-making and starting with those two together, but then not going back to it to start the second? Well, you know, we've talked about uh, trying to get them together. Um, you know, theoretically, um, our, our two longest, uh, most athletic uh, players. So um, we have not been a good defensive team this year. So we've wanted to, to try it. Um, it hasn't, you know, connected really. It hasn't been good for uh, all season, but we're, we're experimenting. You know, we've um, Gary out, Draymond out. We're trying to find a, a two-way lineup that can help us. But um, obviously, the um, you know, that lineup didn't click. Yeah, no, you know what? Um, Andrew Wiggins is done. All right, folks. The, the, the only person who still is fighting for him is Steve Kerr, who has all the power in the world when it comes to the Golden State Warriors. He is the gatekeeper of every one of these individuals and the minutes they play on this court. And Andrew Wiggins is done. I mean, when you when you look at the problems with this Golden State Warriors team, there is number one. Andrew Wiggins is a shell of his former self. We still know, don't know for certain what happened last year. The, the I believe Sham Sharnia reported that his, his father was ill, and so Andrew Wiggins took off, what, two, three months from the team and um, to reportedly be by his father's side, I guess. I, you know, I incredibly lenient, incredibly gracious of the Warriors to let him spend that much time away from the team for that reason in the middle of a defending world championship campaign. But the player that we've seen since he came back, not the same. And he is done, in my humble opinion. I don't. I just don't think you can play him anymore. All he does is to, is waste space. And 
his numbers tonight do reflect the reality of it. Andrew Wiggins tonight was one for six from the field. He can't even make like simple drives anymore. He was 0 for 2 from, from deep. He had one trip to the free throw line and was one for two from there. So he was only 50% in terms of free throw shooting. Grabbed it just two rebounds. Had a turnover. Scored three points total. And in those 16 minutes, 58 seconds he played, he was a minus 29. That was his net rating. So going back to the cold open when I said, I've learned something. I've learned an indisputable truth about this Golden State Warriors team. It took 36 games for me to come to this clear-cut conclusion. I just, I, I, there's no more like doubt in my mind. There's no more wishful thinking. There's no more hope. Andrew Wiggins is cooked. He's done. And all Steve Kerr is doing to this, this fan base, this franchise, the players on this team, all he's doing is a disservice. All he's doing is hurting everyone by continuing to foolishly parade him out there on the court when Andrew Wiggins does not deserve it. And the problem is he has virtually no trade value. He still has, what, four more years left on his deal after this year? I'm actually, uh, uh, I can't remember if it's three or four. I'll look that up right now, actually. But Andrew Wiggins is done. All right? I, you know, you if, if the Warriors are going to pretend like they're still a championship contender, he can't be getting minutes anymore. He can't. And I, at this point, anyone out there in the media game who's still defending him, they're doing that for one of two reasons. Either they don't want to completely piss him off because they work at Chase Center regularly and they they you know they're they're bumping into him on a, on a consistent basis and they they don't want to create a hostile environment and a very uncomfortable environment. So maybe they don't want to be as forthright as I am since I don't go to Chase Center that often. Or they're just that inept <laughs> they just have no clue what they're talking about if you're still defending Andrew Wiggins and think that he might still magically turn this season around you're clueless okay like he's done he's cooked he turns 29 years old next month I've never seen a player his age just wither and wilt and regress like he has but he's done now the thing is I've heard enough behind the scenes and I, and I can't get into the specifics of it but I'll say this he is mentally checked out. I can tell you that as a borderline fact that Andrew Wiggins is checked out. From what people have heard and have seen behind the scenes, this is not an individual that is beating himself up for a lot of bad nights. This is an individual who just doesn't really care. He's done. And as long as Steve Kerr keeps playing him, this is what's going to happen to the Golden State Warriors. You're, 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 you have five positions to fill. One of the five is being taken up routinely by a player who is doing nothing but hurting this team. Andrew Wiggins, by the way, is owed $24 million this year, 26 next year, 28 two years from now. And then he has a player option three years from now for $30 million. He's not going to be an unrestricted free agent until... The year 2027. Damn. So that means net three more years after this year, Andrew Wiggins is under contract. So in terms of trading him, that's going to be tricky. But he's become an albatross on this team. And then when we come back, I'm going to reveal the other thing I've learned about the Golden State Warriors tonight. The good news is 
again, if there's a positive, it's it's coming to these realizations. And I hope you can appreciate these things that I'm sharing with you on the show tonight because I hope by now you've learned my credibility is sound. I don't report stories unless it's true. I don't share my opinions unless I've spoken to a lot of individuals. I, I, I If there's a few things I've been blessed with in life, it, it is decent observational skills that I can then convert and translate into what I hope are accurate analyses. And one of those is Andrew Wiggins is done. He's done. It's a shame. Now, the good news is you have a lot of other players on this team who play a very similar position and style as Andrew Wiggins. And if the Warriors had a half-brained head coach who didn't continue playing favorites and continue letting his damn ego get in the way, we might not be, and when I say we, us fans of the Warriors, might not be tortured like this repeatedly if the coach was playing the right people. And I'm going to get into that in just a minute again after I give some love to our amazing and awful sponsors, awful, I'm sorry, an awesome sponsors of this program. And first up is game time. And tonight was crazy. This was the first time since Chase Center has opened that the fans, to my recollection, this is the first time that the fans were booing this team and for damn good reason. One thing I'm really wishing for is, and this is where the sponsor for tonight, Game Time, is awesome. Game Time is all about you finding tickets to events, whether it's sports, concerts, I don't know if they do movies, theater, whatever it, whatever it is that you need tickets for, Game Time is the absolute number one resource for you for a lot of reasons. If you're looking for tickets last minute and you're striking out everywhere else, they got you covered. If you're curious about what your seats are going to look like and how the view is from your perspective seats, their app and website provides awesome visuals to let you know just how it's going to look from these tickets you're considering purchasing, from the seats that you're that these tickets are affiliated with. And they got a low price guarantee, folks. What that means is, let's say you decide using game time, you want to buy tickets right behind the Golden State Warriors bench so you can start yelling at Steve Kerr every time he makes a boneheaded decision because, folks, they can hear it. Steve Kerr can hear it. So if you buy tickets from game time that are close enough in proximity to the Golden State Warriors bench, you can let Steve Kerr hear it all night long. As long as you keep it professional, you're not swearing, you can get away with that, no problem. And let's say you buy those tickets. Let's say you're buying seats a few rows back of the Golden State Warriors bench just so that you could voice your displeasure at Steve Kerr's endless, senselessness when it comes to coaching decisions, especially with players, go to game time. But let's say, let's say you buy tickets from game time, you got your seats, you're ready to, to, to let Steve Kerr hear your frustration, and then you happen to see those exact same seats from a different uh, a broker in the same row, in the same section, and they happen to be lower priced than what you paid with game time, They'll refund the difference. That is literally a low price guarantee. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Folks, you can follow me again on threads at Dog Wild. So I just shared with you one one uh, revelation that came to me. Uh, it's a, a positive for the night, which is truth. I, I value the truth that much. I value transparency. I'm curious by nature. It's why I got into journalism and the whole media game. And to know, at least in my head, and, and hopefully you don't get annoyed with me repeating this point time and time and again until hopefully Steve Kerr does something about it. Andrew Wiggins, he has to go. And, and whether or not that's him coming off the bench, I don't, sorry, not coming off, just sitting on the bench and staying there, or hopefully finding a home for him and getting some value back in return. He can't be a part of this anymore. He is officially a damn liability. Now, the other part of that, I another other thing I learned tonight is that Steve Kerr's just out of his damn mind. I I I I don't trust his acumen anymore. Meaning, like I don't whatever the reasoning is. There's something very off with him, and he's had the luxury of some damn good deep teams through most of his tenure. And I'm not disputing that when he when he took on this job that he that he was the right man. He clearly was. The results confirm that. But the Steve Kerr of his first five years versus the Steve Kerr of his second five years, the first five years, he had the deepest teams arguably in NBA history. The core in their in the peak of their powers in their prime. Depth, where you had Andre Iguodala, future Hall of Famer, as your sixth man. You had players like Sean Livingston, Leandro Barbosa, David West coming off the bench for you. Never mind starting lineups that for a lot of that tenure had Kevin freaking Durant starting alongside some all-time greats. He was blessed. He didn't screw it up. More power to you, Steve Kerr. And if you want to have a conversation about nuance, there are moments from that first five years where I, I question some things. But again, the goal in professional sports, in all sports for that matter, is winning. And he won. You know, so he was doing a good job. Goal achieved, success attained. But the last five years, when the Warriors are literally not just a 500 team, but technically below 500 for five years now, where, yes, they won the title two years ago, but I personally credit Bob Myers a hell of a lot more than Steve Kerr for that championship, considering how deep that roster was. Side note, kudos to Otto Porter Jr. 
a time-honored tradition as part of this dynasty that most NBA teams follow is not giving the rings, the championship rings, to players who have left via trade, free agency, whatever the reason, until their team comes back to the arena. Otto Porter Jr. did not come back last year with the Raptors, I believe because of injury. So he comes back tonight, gets his ring. It was great to see Will Chamberlain Jr. That's a joke. And... But again, the point of me bringing up Otto Porter Jr. is that team was stacked. You still had Draymond Green at the peak of his powers. That year, especially near the end, between the injury and the fact that he was getting benched in pivotal moments was the first sign that Draymond Draymond Green's game started to regress a little bit. Jordan Poole, that was clearly his best year he's probably ever going to have. Clay Thompson had just come back from the two horrific injuries. And for a, a brief moment, dude was balling. Never mind the Otto Porter Juniors, the Nemanja Bielitsas, the uh, t- your two-way players that year were the Quindary Weatherspoons of the world. Dudes that could actually contribute in a positive manner that could lead to winning. Andre Iguodala was still playing. He was a huge reason for that 18-2 and two start that year. The point is, they had a deep-ass team. That roster was stacked. And Bob Meyer set it up the next year for there to be a proper transition, right? Moody was supposed to play last year. Kaminga was supposed to play last year. Wiseman was supposed to play last year and, and develop his game. That's on t- J- uh, Jamichael Green was supposed to play. I still think he's better than what we saw. I, I, I feel like Jamichael Green was grossly mismanaged last year. But the point is, the Warriors have a massive issue when it comes to leadership. And what I saw tonight was grossly inept, grossly incompetent usage of minutes for these players. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that in a moment. But when you when you're going to when you when if you're going to point a finger at everything going wrong with the Warriors and especially after a game like tonight where they got their asses kicked by a Toronto Raptors team that had no business doing that. This was a game the Raptors are 15 and 21. There were 14 and 21 coming into the game tonight. These are the games the Warriors have to win. All right. They're, they're losing a lot of close games to really good teams. They've been beating the teams they're supposed to beat. This was unexcusable. And it starts like it always starts with Steve Kerr, who unfortunately he's developed damn good graces with Joe Lacob to the point where it's unlikely there's going to be any coaching change in the middle of the season. But it starts with him. He is the problem. The head coach of the Golden State Warriors is sabotaging this team and this season for a bunch of reasons. His, again, I'm starting to question his acumen now because the decisions he makes don't make any damn sense. And I'm going to give you specifics in just a moment. But between his ineptness, And the favoritism that he continually exhibits to his veterans, it's resulting in this product, which is now two games below 500, which over the last five years is now below 500. And I'm going to give you specifics for tonight because they were right in front of my eyes. If you follow me on threads, I was actually posting along with it. So you might understand a bit of the nuance just from what I posted there, but it was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. And the Warriors did not repeat as world champions last year, largely because of their head coach. And now we're seeing a dynasty that could, in theory, stretch out, 
that could, in theory, transition so they stay successful, but because of their head coach and the power he wields over the players in their minutes, we're watching them get their ass kicked at home against teams like the Toronto Raptors, which a team that they should have beaten tonight. This should not have happened. I'm going to explain what he did specifically that is not only costing this team now, but is also hurting their future. It really is. You, you, you can't just ignore the future of the Golden State Warriors. What is the point of that? Why are you sabotaging the future so that you could be a two games below 500 team now? I'm going to get into all the details in just a moment after I give some love to our other sponsor for tonight. And that's FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And football season's just around the corner, folks. Bless you, San Francisco 49ers, for making a lot of the misery that Warriors fans and Bay Area sports fans are feeling because of what's happening in the Golden State. Thank you, San Francisco 49ers, for giving us at least something to root for right now. I, I, don't, I don't know about you folks, but I love this team. I'm feeling damn good about them. The NFL season is wrapping up. It finished today, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. All you have to do is place a $5 bet. It's that easy. And the app's so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet. You could do live same-game parlays. You could find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in their Parlay Hub, which is now the best way to find popular parlays. Make some money off the San Francisco 49ers. If you're here in California, where we still have laws preventing us from using FanDuel, as Kevin Dana, who's coming on the show next week, enlightened all of us with, Try out a VPN, and you can thank him and me later. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, Kylan Mills is going to join me tomorrow. Uh, Kevin Dannon will join the program early Wednesday, and then we're going to have another postgame show on Wednesday night, that is when the Warriors play next, and they're playing the New Orleans Pelicans to finish up a colossally disappointing seven-game homestand. Speaking of colossally disappointing, Stephen Curry might have had possibly the worst game of his career. Quite possibly. I can't remember the last time he scored in single digits, finished the game with nine points, was just two of 14 from beyond the arc, was 0 for 9 from deep, he was at least a perfect five for five from the free throw line. Did have six assists, 
turned the ball over twice. It was just ugly. I believe he was a minus 26 in net rating at the half. Finished the game minus 17. And a huge part of it was Warriors assistant uh, last year, John Mamala Layla, who's now with the Raptors. And again, never a good sign when a coach leaves your team and he leaves them for a lateral decision, for a lateral position, meaning he didn't leave for a promotion. He left for the same job with the Raptors. We never got a specific reason from him. But again, not a good sign. And Jamamala Layla, I don't doubt for a moment if he got in, in, in his head coach's ear about the strategy to beat the Warriors tonight, which was attack Steph and attack Clay. Clay Thompson, despite having a great offensive night tonight, Clay finished the game with 25 points. He was 10 of 15 from the field, five of seven from deep. He was he was he was hitting like heat check threes in, in a brilliant third quarter. Defensively, though, he was a liability. At the end of the first half, he was a minus 32 in net rating. Thanks to that third quarter of his. Let me read the stats from his third quarter real fast here. Clay Thompson in the third quarter was a perfect three from three from deep, was four for seven from the field overall. He was a plus 16 in net rating, had 11 points. And what does Steve Kerr do? He pulls him. He pulled him with a minute and change remaining. And Clay did not look happy when that happened. I don't know if anyone asked Steve Kerr what if why he yanked him. But it was completely illogical. It just made no damn sense. And Kerr did a couple things in that second half that were just just dumb. One was pulling him, and the other was pulling Jonathan Kaminga. Again, this game started off poorly. All right. They were down 24-12 right off the bat. And oh, and then and then the Warriors good you know, the, the Warriors make this rally in the third quarter. All right. Steve Kerr adjusts his starting lineup. And in the third, in the third quarter, they, they they the Warriors pulled to within nine points of the, in this game, nine. And in the third quarter, they start rallying. Clay Thompson's on fire. Kaminga's brought back in the game after not starting the second half, and he's and he's rolling. And Kaminga finishes the third quarter. There was an awesome moment where he's fired up. Him and Gary Trent Jr. are about to get into a brawl. And side note, I'm going to dedicate an episode of Locked On Warriors in the very near near future to Jonathan Kaminga because I don't think a lot of people understand his background or who he is as an individual. And there are some fantastic profile pieces written about him out there that I've started reading in, in, in recent days. And it's worthy of a show unto itself because... He, he has come from, from a crazy upbringing. He grew up in civil war in Africa. That dude probably scoffs and laughs at most first world problems that a lot of people here consider to be huge issues. And I thought he was just going to rumble with Gary, Gary, Gary Trent Jr. tonight, who was mouthing off. But Jonathan Kaminga, in that third quarter, had seven points. He made a three-pointer. He had two assists. He's getting his teammates involved. He had a block. He, had, he was plus seven in the net rating. And what does Kerr do? Just pulls him. 
just pull this. We did not see him again until garbage time. For no good reason, just yanked, and we never saw him again until garbage time. No rationale for, for why. And, of course, no one asked her about it in the postgame tonight because I'm looking for the sound right now. Maybe someone did, but I can't find it at the moment. And Kerr instead, and another player who's been completely victimized all season, Moses Moody, had a fantastic game tonight. Moses Moody in this game played 21 minutes and change, was 7 of 9 from the field, was 4 of 6 from deep, played 21 minutes, but a lot of that was too little too late. And, and even though we're seeing some minutes for Moses Moody tonight, even though Jonathan Kuminga did finish this game playing 24 minutes, 54 seconds, there is no good reason Corey Joseph was playing for 14 minutes, 25 seconds tonight. The Golden State Warriors cut this lead to single digits, okay? The, the Raptors led this game, I believe, by 34. Don't quote me on that. Actually, I have it right here. The biggest, I'm sorry, it was, it was 27. The, the Toronto Raptors' biggest lead in this game was 27 points. The Golden State Warriors brought it down to nine. What does Steve Kerr do? Clay, I'm just going to bring you out. And, and look, maybe in his head he was thinking that Clay just needed a little rest before you bring him back, but... You don't take players out when they're in the middle of a heater. And Jonathan Kaminga was yanked for no good reason. I'm still waiting for the justification for that. And Corey Joseph gets 24 minutes in this game. Dario Saric, who's been one of the few bright sides, one of the, the few positives consistently for this team, plays 18 minutes tonight. Kavon Looney was actually doing okay tonight. I didn't mind his minutes. He played 17. The point is, Andrew Wiggins is cooked. Steve Kerr, I don't think he knows what he's doing anymore. I really don't. I've just lost all faith in him. We're not going to see him lose his job in the middle of the season. Again, probably because Joe Lacob just has a lot of goodwill and there's a lot of history there. After the season, who knows? I personally hope he goes the same way that Bill Belichick's about to go. Adios, muchachos. That's what I'm hoping happens here for the sake of this franchise to turn things around. But right now, his decision-making is ridiculous. I'm seeing him having conversations. I've talked about Bruce Frazier, a.k.a. Q. I have nothing against any of these people personally, but Q is not a basketball coach. He is Steve Kerr. I'm sorry. He's Stephen Curry's shooting coach. All right? And even then, he's not his main shooting coach. He's like a, a comfortable blanket for Stephen Curry, but for Bruce Frazier to be the guy that Steve Kerr is routinely conferencing with in the middle of these games, when it should be a bright-minded assistant, that's criminal. Yes-men cultures don't work, and that's what the Warriors have right now, because Bruce Frazier is his best friend. Bruce Frazier is not someone who should be the number one assistant on a team pursuing a world championship. So I've discovered two things tonight. Andrew Wiggins is done. The why of that, I hope we find out someday because that is one of the great mysteries of the NBA. And Steve Kerr, he was great for the job in 2014, not great for the job in 2024. And I really feel bad for, for Moody and Kaminga because these two kids should be playing. And when they do play, they contribute. Jonathan Kaminga had a 16th straight game tonight with double-digit scoring. But in Steve Kerr's eyes, yeah, he's okay, I guess. He's good for 24 minutes. The kid should be playing for 35. 
I've been saying the adage endlessly. Great things happen when Kaminga plays. But Steve Kerr doesn't see it that way. Folks, I'm sorry if this was negative tonight. This was a brutal game. I love all of you. We'll be back at this soon. Bye-bye! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.